Hello everyone, my name is Sky Menhart and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show. Hello everyone, welcome to today's show. It is great to have you here and have you listening today. Hello, hello to all my new listeners, my constant listeners. I am so glad to have you guys here today. I hope you're having a wonderful day or evening wherever you are. So today I wanted to speak about this story that I have about my second manic episode. Now, technically, in my chronology of manic episodes, this is not my second. This is probably my third. But I think it fits with this podcast because this is the second time I will be speaking about one of my manic episodes in a full episode. So I just wanted to title it that way. Please excuse me for this minor error. Um, So I I just want to stress before we get into the story that so often with bipolar disorder, you can be triggered very easily into a state of mania or into a state of depression or hypomania. And you can be triggered by things you wouldn't think about in your everyday life. You wouldn't think that, oh, if I do this, then I might become manic. But this is a lesson that I've had to learn within my journey of bipolar disorder that, you know, I have to be really careful with the choices I make and the things I do because they could something could lead me into mania or depression if I'm not careful. So that is what I wanted to stress before I tell this story, because this story wouldn't have happened if I hadn't had two cups of coffee. So it was December 2016. I was, I believe, 19 years old, and I was having a good time. I had recently started posting YouTube videos to my YouTube channel and I was really enjoying myself. I was feeling a burst of creative energy. I felt like everything was going well. I was excited for Christmas. My brothers were coming home and I was excited to see them. I was just having a good a good time. So whenever I... It was one morning and my friend had texted me and asked me if I wanted to go get coffee with them and I said yes, but before they had texted me this, I had already drank a cup of coffee. So I I thought, oh, it'll be fine, I'll just have two cups, I'll be a little wired, but I'll be able to fall asleep, it'll be okay. So I went out with them and I got an Americano. Now, I didn't know that Americanos have two more shots of espresso than a regular cup of coffee does. And so that was a whole lot of caffeine that I was dealing with. And mind you, I was already in this state of somewhat hypomania. And so I, I, was, I just wasn't aware that two cups of coffee were going to derail me as they did. But, you know, so I drank the two cups of coffee. I had a good time with my friend. I felt really positive. I was, you know, feeling that sort of on top of the world feeling you get when you're manic. And I go home. I had a great day. I was hanging out with family and friends. And then when it comes time to get to bed, I began having problems. I was feeling very anxious. And when you're when you're becoming manic, there's this heightened sense of anxiety And it's almost like you can sense things that aren't really there. You're feeling very anxious, very paranoid, very on edge. And that's what I was feeling. So 
mind you, this was in a state, I was in this stage of my life where I was still making reckless decisions. I hadn't really learned a lot of lessons within my journey of bipolar disorder, and I didn't really know how to handle these anxious moments without kind of making a really bad self-sabotaging decision. So I ended up taking about eight milligrams of Ativan. And if you know anything about Ativan, like the normal dose is like 0.5 to one milligrams. So I took eight times that amount and I was just trying to go to sleep. I was very anxious that I wouldn't be able to sleep and that I would become manic and I was worried about that. I was feeling overwhelmed, exhausted. So, you know, I take the Ativan. I ended up knocking out and I woke up the next morning and I still felt this panicky energy. A lot of times when I'm manic, I my sleep, if I get any sleep, it's very few. It's like few hours. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't get a lot of sleep when I'm manic. So, I'll go to bed and I'll sleep for a few hours, but then I'm up at like 4.35 a.m. and I can't go back to sleep. So that was kind of the case that was happening in this instance. And, you know, I wake up at 4.35 a.m. and I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I'm feeling a lot of energy right now. And so I began to feel a little bit worried. And as the weeks progressed... Well, it was probably about a week of Christmas break before Christmas and then another week towards the end of break that I did not get any sleep. And at this point, I was beginning to become psychotic. One of the key signs when I know I'm going into psychosis is I start to see Tinkerbell. I see Tinkerbell in a little flash of a little fairy. You know, I see Peter Pan at my window. I get all these signs that my brain is going into self-destruct mode, as I like to call it. So I was beginning to see things and hear things. And at this point, I had spoken to my psychiatrist. We had called him and he said, you know, we're going to try to put you on a different medication. He was messing with my meds, trying to find another combination that would work so I wouldn't go into mania. But unfortunately, another thing that sometimes does happen when you have bipolar 1 or bipolar 2, I'm, I'm not aware of bipolar 2 as much, but in my case, sometimes my medications have just stopped working. And I believe I was on Abilify at that point, and for whatever reason, it just stopped working. And suddenly, I was in this horrible mixed state One minute I'd be suicidal, the next minute I'd be full-blown manic, you know, on top of the world, energized. And it was just a really bad time. And I was also experiencing symptoms of psychosis, paranoia. I was seeing things, hearing things, having weird experiences, as you do. And so at this point, I realized I need to go to the hospital. The one thing I can credit myself for is that usually I know when I need to go to the hospital. I I think it's it's I'm proud of myself for this because I'm able to somewhat maintain a sense of self-awareness even when I'm manic that I can tell myself, "Okay, it's time. We got to go to the emergency room. This has gotten out of control." And so I reached that point And I told my mom, I was like, hey, mom, I need to go to the hospital. This is bad. I can't handle this. I need some serious help. And so she took me in. And, you know, unfortunately, with the emergency room, 
you can't just get in and get right in. You know, you have to wait in the lobby for three hours sometimes. And then they finally see you and then they finally let you in. And then it's another three hours in the actual emergency room before they can admit you into the psych ward. It was just so much waiting and so much stress. Because at this time, you know, I hadn't slept in about a week and a half. And I was feeling very manic, very out of control, very psychotic. It was bad. Now, I'm going to be honest with you guys. This is where, this is the part in the story that I do not remember. Uh, It was, I just remember that it was New Year's Eve. Okay, so this had lasted through Christmas until New Year's. And I hadn't been sleeping. And I remember I was admitted on New Year's Eve. And it was the new year when I got into the psych ward, into the fifth floor. And I just remember feeling like, wow, this is the way I'm going to spend my New Year's in the fucking psych ward. I was really upset, but I, you know, I get admitted and I'm experiencing full-blown psychosis. And they actually had to put me in a separate unit in this hallway that was like closed off from the other units because I was experiencing so much psychosis and I was having such a horrible time and I still couldn't sleep. And unfortunately, the thing about the psych ward, they can't give you any medication until the doctor comes in. I think I've mentioned this in my first episode. So you kind of have to wait until the doctor comes in the next day or the next two days, you know. You have to wait for him to arrive so he can prescribe you a new medication because they aren't allowed to give you your old medication. And so I was psychotic for a few days or... It might have been a week. I honestly don't remember, but I was experiencing these horrible symptoms of psychosis. I was not having a good time, and it was awful. I a, a few things I remember. I remember hearing music in my head. That's one thing that I always experience with psychosis. It's like whatever music I was listening to before I became manic, that's the music I hear on repeat in my head. And honestly, this the hearing music in my head actually helps me during psychosis it's very soothing and it calms me down more than it you know makes me feel crazier you know it actually really helps me and so I remember at the time I was listening to John Bellion's music I don't know if you've heard of him he had that all-time low song on the radio and I was listening to a lot of his songs and so I was hearing all these songs in my head And I was just overwhelmed because this, when you're manic and you hear this music in your head and you're psychotic, it just sounds so beautiful. Like, it's like you've never, you've, you've never heard music this good in your life. And so that music really helped me through the whole time. And so I'm psychotic. I'm seeing witches on the wall. I'm seeing, you know, creepy shadow people climbing on the ceiling, climbing all over the floor, trying to scare me. It was a very scary, scary experience. And if I had to, I think I've described it like this before, but if you've ever, and I've never actually done acid or mushrooms, but I'm assuming psychosis is what having a bad trip is like. It's the same kind of concept. It's like your nightmares come to life, you're facing your worst fears, horrible stuff is happening to you, and you can't sleep, you can't rest, you can't get away from it, you can't shut it off. The thing about having a bad trip, from what I've heard, is that it only lasts, you know, a few hours, six to eight hours, whatever, however long that is, and then you're done. But with psychosis, 
if especially if you're unmedicated, it just lasts however long you're awake for. And so mine lasted for another week. And I was just in that horrible state. And things were not going well. And finally, the doctor came in and he put me on, I believe it was Depakote. And Depakote is like a really strong mood stabilizer or antipsychotic. I'm not sure. I know I've spoken about it in a previous episode, but um, so he put me on Depakote and eventually, I think it took about two or three days, but it finally kicked in. And I just remember sleeping one night and then I wake up and there's the nurse coming into my room and I was like, wow, I feel so much better. It's amazing when you've had a manic episode and you're up for two and a half weeks, there is no feeling like falling asleep after that horrible time and then just waking up and feeling refreshed beyond belief. And so that's kind of what happened. And I was able to kind of piece together what was going on. And, you know, unfortunately for me, and I don't know if this is unfortunate or if it's a good thing, I still couldn't tell you, but... A lot of the times I'm aware of what's going on when I'm manic. Like, I can describe everything that I've been through while manic because I just have this remembrance. I know some people who have bipolar disorder and they experience mania and psychosis, it's like they black out and they forget and they can't remember what happened. I don't have that. I can remember everything. And so this can be a good and bad thing because, you know, sometimes I wish I could forget the traumatic things that I saw or what I was feeling or how horrible I, you know, I all the horrible things that I went through while manic and psychotic but at the same time it's kind of a blessing because I get to remember the cool things that I experienced I guess not that being psychotic is cool but it's a totally different experience than anything you experience on in a day-to-day setting so it can be just interesting because you have cool stories to tell I guess but you know unfortunately or fortunately for me I do remember what I you know, what I see, what I hear, what's going on. And, and part of me is still aware while I'm psychotic, there's still part of me that knows I'm psychotic, that knows this is not real. But at the same time, I'm going through this crazy journey. So it can be really difficult dealing with that because when you wake up from your manic episode, and you kind of realize, oh my gosh, this is what happened. I did a bunch of stupid stuff. I feel embarrassed. I feel ashamed. I can't believe I was, you know, thinking this or doing this or going crazy, taking my clothes off, whatever you go through. A lot of times I take my clothes off when I'm manic, unfortunately. Um, so you kind of have to deal with the the fallout and the and the the mess you've made. And that can be really hard. (laughs) That's why sometimes I wish I could forget what happened so I could just, you know, I wouldn't know. And then it would be kind of a blessing in a way. So I still don't know whether I'm thankful that I remember or not, but it's, that's just the case with me. I have a very weird mind. I can't tell you why. So, you know, I wake up, I'm on Depakote, I'm feeling much better because I've finally gotten some sleep and for the next few days I just kind of rested and recuperated and got on this new medication and I'm not gonna lie to you Depakote was it might was it Depakote or was it I have a feeling it might have been olanzapine but this was one of the worst medications I've been on because it just made me so ravenously hungry all I wanted to do was eat forever and I just had this empty hole in the bottom of my stomach and I would just eat and eat and eat 
So it was not a great medication for me. And I know other people have different experiences. Everybody's different. But this one, olanzapine, Zyprexa, I think is the other name. It did not work well for me. And it made me feel just depressed like a zombie, just no feeling at all. And that's not what you want with a medication. So that's kind of the story of what happened with my manic episode. And now I want to talk about the lessons that I learned. And one of the biggest lessons I learned within this specific manic episode, because each manic episode that happens in my life, I always can pull several lessons from it. And this one taught me, you know, to watch my caffeine intake. And I know that seems like such a menial thing, but it is very important for me not to drink too much caffeine. And I think if you have bipolar disorder, you're kind of forced to be more aware of this kind of stuff. Because if drinking too much caffeine, drinking two cups of coffee almost killed me, you know, it's like, you you have to think about these things. And so that manic episode taught me to really watch my caffeine intake. And now my rule is only one cup of coffee a day. Or you know, if it's tea, only one cup of tea, only one kombucha. I have these rules for myself now. And so it's really important to learn these lessons. It's really unfortunate that I had to learn it the hard way, but that's just the case. That's just what happened. And another lesson I learned from this manic episode was probably just to be aware and not to make bad choices. And I know this kind of goes back and ties in with the caffeine thing. But if I hadn't taken all those Ativan and if I had just called my doctor that night... I could have gotten something a little stronger maybe that would have just knocked me out and I could have avoided all of the trouble. So I think it's really important when you have bipolar disorder to be aware of when when you're kind of crossing over into that line of mania or depression and just to know when you need to reach out to someone and when you need help. That's something that I wasn't aware of when I was first diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I was always so afraid to ask for help, and I wasn't aware of myself enough to realize when that needed to happen. But I can think back to many times when I've been on the edge of suicidal thoughts, suicidal behaviors and actions, and if I had just reached out to someone and said, hey, I feel like I want to kill myself, I don't know what to do, please help me, you know, things could have ended up differently. And so I just want to encourage you, if you do have a mental illness, or if you, you know, even in your life, just with the choices you make, just try to think of how they can affect everything that's going on and how it can be like a domino effect. You make one bad decision and suddenly everything is falling apart. And I think it's really important to be aware of our choices and how they can really affect us. And that's kind of what I learned in this manic episode. I really, it was a really life-changing experience because I had never been, I had been that psychotic, but I hadn't been that psychotic for that long. And it was kind of scary to me to realize, like, this is my mind off medication. It was, it was a very scary experience. And it's still, you know, after that, I still didn't want to take medication because, you know, I was still having negative experiences with medication. And I felt like, well, maybe I don't need it. But, you know, over the years, I've had to realize that there is a reason I have to take 
mood stabilizers and antipsychotics and anti-anxiety. You know, there's a reason I have to take these pills. And it's really hard to cope with. It's really hard to accept that. But sometimes you just have to say, you know what? This is my sickness. I take these pills to make me feel normal. And that's just what it is. I think sometimes... It's really important to realize the impact that a little small choice can have on us. And some things you think won't really make a difference, but they really do. And this kind of ties into my last episode about following your gut. Um, If you listen to your gut in these times, if I had listened to my gut and said, should I really have this cup of coffee? Maybe I should just get an, maybe I should just get a lemonade, you know? Uh, If I had listened to my gut during that time, I wouldn't have said yes to get another cup of coffee. I could have just gotten a bagel, you know, it could have been way better for me in the end. But ignoring your gut will lead you down the wrong path and the path that leads to destruction. That's how I feel. So I think there are a lot of lessons we can learn from our experiences and our choices and how these choices affect us. And I just want people to take away that, you know, one little choice can really make a big difference in the end. And if you follow your gut, if you listen to yourself, if you listen to your heart and you you decide the right and the best thing for you to do, you can avoid catastrophes in your life. And that's the biggest lesson I learned throughout this manic episode. And that's what I wanted to share with you guys today. So thank you so much for listening. If you want more information about the podcast, please follow Manic State of Mind podcast on Instagram, all lowercase. And if you want more information about me personally, follow me at Sky the Gemini, all lowercase, no spaces. I will see you guys in my next episode. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.